0: oh my days our champions league campaign ended before it even started how can it be oh my god welcome to a very unfiltered unplanned unedited episode you wanted an arsenal women podcast well guess what you got an arsenal women podcast let's go welcome 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 to yet another episode of that arsenal women podcast with me your host demian if this is your first time listening please know that this is a very subjective very opinions-based very feelings-based passionate look into arsenal women and it is done so by me a professional musician not a football expert not a pundit but I do write about Arsenal Women every single day on that blog.com again that's that blog.com I talk about all things arsenal related sometimes is directly you know related to the squad or a match preview or a analysis of sorts if you could call it that uh, even though I think that's bastardizing and insulting the profession of an analyst but you get my point I talk a lot about Arsenal Women sometimes like I've been doing in the past couple of weeks I've talked a lot about Jenny Hermoso Rubiales and all that nonsense okay but anyhow let's get to it my friends and I warn you in that this is going to be unedited unfiltered I'll probably cuss a couple of times here and there but not you know towards the the girls nothing like that more of the situation and more of the abuse that they're getting that obviously it's never ever warranted the first thing that I say that I will say it's like I echoed Well, I'll echo what I said on my blog, which was like, I didn't know anything about Paris FC. I'm still learning about the the game players and I don't do the proper research because I don't even know where to start to do research. And for what, you know, am I going to do a ton of research so then I can talk on this podcast like I know more than I really do? No, that's not what I'm about. I think this is uh, an inside look into somebody that's just a normal fan with not as much uh football intelligence or or nouse as a lot of people I do watch football and I've been watching it my whole entire life, so I have very very strong opinions and among those opinions is that I don't understand why you bench ever katie McCabe why i I will never ever comprehend this and this is these are the th- the the type of things that make me honestly doubt Jonas and I do it obviously it's this knee jerk thing. But it doesn't make any sense. It's like when 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 Joe Montemurro started benching DVD. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I you're losing me. But anyway, I'm not gonna go that deep into it, and I, I'm not here to criticize the manager. So I, overall, if you win a, a game three nothing, and you know it's you had a good thing going, a good rhythm. I don't understand why disrupt it and why change it. Honestly. Um, So that's one thing. Of course, uh, the goals that we allowed were not fun to watch. And of course, the girls are going to feel absolutely terrible. Uh, You know my opinion on Lotte Wubin-Moy, so I'm not even going to go over anything uh, related to her. But what I will say is that I find myself being like a defender of hers when I see the stuff that I read online that has been very abusive and vitriolic and not fun you know what i mean i i just don't think that anybody deserves it especially when there wasn't any sort of like i mean i say especially as if like to 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 condition this so i'm not even I, i take it back i'm not even gonna you know uh try to comprehend any sort of abuse ever even if it's a horrible mistake like it doesn't matter like, you, we might have opinions, and I might have thoughts on players, and, and imagine like I had a thought on a Tottenham men's player, right? I don't need to voice it. I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to criticize them. I don't need to do any of that stuff. So why would I do it to somebody that I love and one of my, my own players, right? And there's a difference between, and there's a fine line between criticizing and then downright insulting them. That is not cool. So th- that is something that we need to really, really evaluate and, and, and really come to terms with as a fan base because it's toxic and it, 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 it's basically a symptom of, of Arsenal. Like the, th- it happens with the men's team as well with uh, with Kai Havertz. It happened with Shaka and stuff. So like it's it's really bad. It's a typical thing that is happening for us as a club and it it cannot continue so no to insults no to abuse you know and and i understand the anger my friends i absolutely do i'm really really pissed i don't i never ever thought that we would not qualify qualify for the next round that wasn't even a thing right i was convinced that we would do it but we have to be realistic and know that Many things. Among them, just because we're Arsenal, it doesn't mean that we deserve to automatically be in higher places. This is what happens when you don't finish top of the league, right? You go into these qualification rounds that aren't a given, as we know. So going behind every time, you know, 2-0 and then tying the game, which I always felt we would. But then giving away that the second goal was so silly. And then the third goal, too, like... It just wasn't up to to our standards, and especially like I probably I dropped the ball and I didn't understand, but I thought Laia Colina might start today. Maybe she's just not even registered for the Champions League. I have no idea. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that she didn't play, and we keep playing players that they don't get into the national team. And it, it just really grinds my gears that, that this happens when I, I believe it could have been prevented. But anyway. I thought that it was one of those things where a lot of players didn't have their best games, and that happens sometimes. And if it's going to happen, I totally expect it to happen during the first few matches, especially the second match. I'm not. I'm not. It. It's not like we're alien to 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 these things, or we haven't seen those in the past. Like this is what happens. This is a team that is not well oiled. It's not a team that has a flow or has a tempo or has a rhythm yet because there's so many new players uh, and whether they're not, you know, in the day-to-day, let me see how I explain this, like, there's, there's a difference between having a core of players and then having maybe a couple of new players, and then there's the interaction within the camp every single day, training, dynamic, the culture, the, you know, who's who, their personalities, you know, I don't know how Manu ever deals with anything, right? Let alone the the potential of the best keeper in the world coming in. Like, do you you wonder, like, does that affect the her performance? Does she double-guess something, you know what I mean? Like... You know, I was watching that, and as much as I love Manu, I'm like, yeah, we need Mary Earps. Let's 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 do it. And then we lose. And you know, I understand why people ask the question, like, why would she go to, why would she come to Arsenal if we're not in the Champions League? So this is another one of those things where I completely understand people's opinion about that. Like, I I truly do. Like, I understand that you are. <sighs> annoyed by it i understand that you're disappointed i understand like ian wright mentioned you know the monetary loss that we stand to to take uh because of not making the champions league and the potential bonus money and stadium and and you know sales at at uh, emirates and you know you name it like the exposure of the players you know we have Alessia russo we have katie mccabe you know, we, we have Beth Mead, we have Viviana Mead, Kim Little, Leah Williamson, Leah Valti. I mean, you're talking, Steph Catley, you're talking about historic players, captains of their, their nations that are not in the Champions League. And that is a, a, a disappointment. It's, it, it's failure to, to a large degree. And among the things that, that I, I understand is why a player wouldn't join. Right. At face value. But the reality is that every single human being has different priorities and has different things that appeal to them. So if you grow up, I'm not saying this is Mary Earp's uh, case. Right. But if you grow up being an Arsenal fan. You might want to play for Arsenal. Regardless if they're in the Champions League or not. Right. I'm not saying that that is right. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm saying that that is a very strong possibility. Some people might do that. I mean, there have been many examples of, of players that grew up w- loving Arsenal and signed for Tottenham. And they, they're Tottenham legends. Like Darren Bent is an example, right? He is an Arsenal fan through and through. But he signed for Tottenham. And he played really well for Tottenham. Scored some incredible goals. And played for many other teams as well. But... If you were in his position, somebody in Arsenal asked you to sign for them. If you, that was your lifelong dream, but you didn't say yes because they failed to achieve one of the potential many uh, goals that they had in the season, no, that's kind of silly, right? Like, th- there's there's something to be said, and in, in my my f- dear friend Jamie mentioned it on Twitter, like. There's a difference between short-term and long-term. So if you want short-term success or you want to be part of a project and want to be part of something that is, it takes growing pains, some people might rather do that. And some people might want instant gratification. And I don't judge them at all. So if Mary Earps is at a point where she dreams of playing for X team in Europe, Lyon or you know Barcelona or whomever, and she feels that Arsenal would have been a launching pad to do that if she were they were in the Champions League right regardless of what Man United are doing it doesn't matter like who are we to guess or whatever so the other thing that that I find really interesting is people assuming that they know what true success means to the other person like I've never I've never understood how people even get to a point where they think that what they believe about what somebody else believes or should believe is right. It makes no sense to me, and we see it time and time and time again. But I'm going to try to focus on as many positives as possible, okay? The main positive is that it's, it's only up from here, right? They have learned a gut-wrenching lesson. You know, sometimes you lose, sometimes you learn, as my mom says. They will hopefully have learned an important lesson. And I'm not only talking about the players, by the way. I'm talking about Jonas and his coaching staff specifically. You cannot insist on playing certain players in certain positions when they let you down time and time again. And just because last season there was some adrenaline, friendship, you know, insane sort of circumstances that made it get to a point, but we saw the mistakes. In the biggest moment of the entire season in Europe, we saw the mistakes. Uh, We saw people missing passes today that should have never been missed. You know, Pelova missed passes. Chloe missed passes. Alessia Russo missed passes. Everybody missed passes. And it's okay. It happened, right? So hopefully, they'll all learn. Everybody. And I, I have a feeling that the answer is yes. It's a shitty lesson, but they will learn, right? Secondly, I... If I were to have guessed what the talk would have been, or the 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 the, the goals that would have been set for this, this season, as much as uh, we we know that the Champions League is a it's a thing, I would have guessed that the main priority is to win the WSL and the FA Cup. That's what I think. I'm not saying I'm right or that it's correct or that it should have been this way or anything else is less or better or anything like that. This is my opinion. If I would have had to guess, right? But by the way, this is the same person that thought that or guessed that Jonas would play 3-5-2. He didn't. Or that he would have Katie McCabe as uh, a starter. He didn't. I also never guessed that he would put Jen Beatty uh, in a forward position for for a, a a bit of the game so take it all with a grain of salt right I clearly don't know what the hell I'm talking about I'm just as passionate as you are so the fact that we it's only up from here uh the fact that we can focus on the WSL in the FA Cup I think that's a really 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 big deal a really really big deal because if we start spreading the matches in the minutes Uh, way too thin, I'm afraid that there's going to be a lack of identity in the team that we need to create and establish so that the very spine that's going to carry us through the entirety of the season and hopefully to lift the title with Leah Williamson, with Beth Mead, although Beth, I wouldn't call her part of the spine of the team, but Leah, either Amanda or Laya or all three, and then you have Leah Valti, Kim Little, I would start Viviana Mirima over Frida Manum all day, every single day, and I would also start Beth Mead and Katie McCabe over anybody. And I would actually start Alessia Russo over Stina Blackstenius from what I've seen, and I like her more as a as a player and as a number nine. But that's neither here nor there. So if there was any sort of doubt. That, that there wasn't cohesion in the team or how are these girls going to come together or all the new players what are we going to do or the out the pl- players that leave when will they leave the goodbyes that you know the new the welcoming of new players like what is happening there might be things happening behind the scenes that we have no idea about that might have jolted all these players you know they might have gotten news of a, an injury or great news about personal life from somebody it doesn't matter right and this happens in the men's game as well the fact of the matter is that they lost today. We lost today. It happens. We got to keep, k- keep going. We got to keep moving. And that is what elite players do. That's what elite humans do, right? You lose, you learn, you get up, and you keep going, and you lose again, and so on and so forth. You know this. You don't need me to tell you this. It's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason, right? It's a thing. The girls deserve us being there for them. And like everybody and their mom has mentioned today, they read a lot of the comments and they see a lot of things in the content that's put out. So let's be human and humane and let's respect their feelings. And trust me, they don't need, you know, whatever user handle at a player's name infinite amount of numbers blah, blah 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 insulting them they don't they 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 don't want that they don't need that okay so just please stop if you're one of those people i hope you're not just stop i also feel that the, among the positive things was Alessia Russo coming in that goal was incredible lovely to see Jen Beatty, as always score and give us glimmers of hope and she's just She's the best. I absolutely love her. We're so privileged to have her at our club, honestly. So every time I see her play, every time she scores, every time she does anything, it's something that I will always take as a positive. And lastly, as it relates to the league more specifically, like how it can potentially benefit the league, we have found that this league can be lost by literally losing one match, right? We need to be so on top of it when the WSL season starts, right? That if we are going to have a bad game and be eliminated from a competition, if this was me that you're asking, I would rather get knocked out of the Champions League than get knocked out, so to speak, of the WSL. Now, if it happens, so be it. But if I had to choose... Which one I would put my eggs in, which basket I would put my eggs in, absolutely the WSL, right? The, personally speaking, that when I say positives, it, it has to do about how it makes me feel, right? I'm sure the club wants a Champions League title, but we are not in a position to win it. Otherwise, we would have won it, So, or we would have breezed past Paris, right? Other teams got eliminated like Juve, et cetera. And I don't care. Also, let me just say this. I do not care at all what any other fan from any other team says about Arsenal. And neither should you. Who gives a flying poop about what a Man City, Man United, or whomever? It doesn't matter. They're completely irrelevant. Like. I see people getting in arguments online and I just want to be like, what the hell are you doing? Who gives a crap? You know, most of the time they're just doing to instigate and and, and to be antagonizing. Like, anyway, so believe me, I live such a relaxed life online because I don't give a rat's ass about what anybody from other team says. Neither good nor bad. I don't care. And to be quite honest, I, I... I don't care a lot about what Arsenal fans say either. Like, I have my opinion, and if somebody doesn't like it, it's not like I go, you know, being all flippant about it, but I understand if they they don't agree with me. I don't agree with a lot of people's opinion, you know? I just so happen to have to deal with my two least favorite players on planet Earth playing for Arsenal all the time. Like, that's not the greatest of feelings, but I don't need to be a total douche about it, and maybe I've been to before. Um, but I just to illustrate a point, right. To add color to this, you know, but anyhow, I think the league is the WSL is the one trophy that I personally would like to see them play and win, uh, play efficiently and win. And if we are to lose two games, let's just say, I rather it would have been this one or, or, you know, uh, uh, by the way, also, Winning against Paris doesn't mean that we're in the Champions League. There's another two-legged thing that we would have had to play. So nothing guaranteed that winning yesterday would have made us, you know, get to the next round. But anyway, what I'll finish by saying is I might be lying to myself, but this might be the best thing that could have happened to the club as far as winning a wsl title which i am dying for them to do and for them to watch if you haven't done it please check out that arsenalwomenblog.com is my passion project in which i talk and write every single day about arsenal women and there are days like probably tomorrow where i will just repost this episode for those that don't that haven't subscribed so by the way please subscribe please rate you know please do all the things, tell a friend, leave a review. It really, really helps. But anyway, uh, there are also moments when I, where I share, I have shared a lot of videos from Shabana Hearn. Um, I've shared a lot of videos or podcasts with Susie Rack, which are two of my favorite people on the planet and some of the best journalists, analysts, pundits, radio hosts, podcasters, you name them, uh, you name it, They're they're the best. So, It's also not a – I don't necessarily would say that I curate content, but I definitely try to put stuff out there for somebody that might not um, normally see it on Twitter or something like that. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for being there with me. I'm sorry if I sounded really bitter, but I promise you I am not. I have never had direct problems with anything that happens. Things happen, we have to move on. We have to face it. We have to overcome adversity. That's what these women have been doing their entire lives. And if you think this is going to keep them down, then you do not know them and you do not know women's football. We we'll speak against you.